Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 11, Endings and Beginnings. The time is now around 52 AD. Saul and Paul are the same man. His two names are just variations of the same thing in two languages, the Greek version and the Roman or Hebrew version. Saul, Barnabas, Silas and Timothy travel around the Mediterranean telling people about Jesus, while Peter and other followers of Jesus teach the good news, the gospel message about Jesus in and around Jerusalem and Israel. Letters are written from Saul and other apostles, followers of Jesus, to encourage, instruct and answer many queries from the new followers. Episode 8 Travels and Letters to the great cities of Corinth, Macedonia, and beyond. Now in Corinth, Saul heads straight to the local synagogue where he begins teaching, and many believe and are baptised. He stays with a couple of believers, Priscilla and Aquila, who have just moved to the city from Italy. One night he has a vision and God tells him not to be afraid. God says to keep on speaking and not to give up. No one will harm him because many in the city are his people. So Saul stays 18 months in Corinth, during which time he writes letters to the new believers in Thessalonica. He encourages teachers and urges them to be strong in the face of persecution. But again, he's seized by Jews who oppose his message and take him to court. The Roman governor, Gallio, says no law has been broken and the Jews must settle this dispute themselves. Sometime later, Saul makes a personal vow to God, and at this time he shaves his head and prepares to leave town. Priscilla and Aquila join him on the voyage from Senkare across the Aegean to Ephesus. Again, Saul teaches in the synagogue and many want him to stay longer. He says if it is God's will, he will return. And he continues his journey via Jerusalem to Antioch. Throughout the region, like Saul, other believers are sharing their teachings in the synagogues. In Ephesus and Corinth, Priscilla and Aquila explain God's way to a Jewish believer called Apollos. But he does not know about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Once he learns this new truth, he decides to teach it to the believers in Corinth. When Saul arrives in Ephesus, he teaches believers about the infilling of God's Holy Spirit. He prays for them. They receive the Holy Spirit and speak in different languages. For three months he teaches in the synagogue, but he is met with opposition. So for the next two years he holds daily discussions in the Tyrannus Lecture Hall. During this time, even handkerchiefs and aprons used by Saul are taken to the sick who are healed. Now a group of travelling Jewish exorcists decide to use Jesus' name to heal too. A demon speaks to them through a man it has possessed, saying that it knows Jesus and Saul, but not them. Then the demon-possessed man attacks them. Word of the incident spreads, and people fear and give greater honour to Jesus' name. Many bring valuable occult books and burn them in public. Saul teaches that man-made idols are not gods. This affects businesses and a local silversmith who makes idols for the temple of the goddess Artemis. He calls together the other workers and says that these teachings are against their great goddess of prosperity. The crowd listening turns and seizes two Macedonian believers accompanying Saul. 
They shout, some saying that Artemis is great. Eventually, the town clerk arrives and calms the crowd, saying that Ephesus is keeper of Artemis's temple. He says that the two Macedonians have not robbed the temple or done anything evil. Artemis is a Greek goddess and her Roman equivalent is Diana. Arcadians believed she was the daughter of Dermeter, goddess of the harvest. In Greek mythology, Artemis is described as the daughter of Zeus and Leto and the twin sister of Apollo. Artemis is goddess of the hunt, wild animals, wilderness, childbirth, virginity and protector of young girls. She is depicted as a huntress, carrying a bow and arrows and believed to relieve disease in women. The deer and the cypress tree are objects related to Artemis. Now Saul sends Timothy and Erastus ahead to Macedonia. He shares some of his plans in letters with believers in Corinth and notices the work of Apollos with them. After three years in Ephesus, he travels on to Macedonia and spends three months in Archaea. Once again, some of the group go ahead of Saul, this time to Troas, where he stays a week. At a meal with believers, Saul teaches until midnight. But a young man called Eutychus falls asleep by an open window and falls to his death. So Saul throws himself on the dead body, hugs him, says he is alive, and the young man lives. You can read these stories in the book of Acts and the letters that Paul and the other apostles have written in the names corresponding to the towns. Nothing in the Bible books is without purpose. It has an importance to the context of the story. The Library of Bible Books brings perspectives to the story as a whole. If you ask questions of the authors and the context of their perspectives, you gain extra clarity. The Bible Library is a bit like viewing the world from space and then zooming in to a specific location. You can find connections and references across interwoven books of history, poetry, wisdom, law and other writings spanning time and space. Old Testament books establish God's relationship with man. The books put the Hebrews centre stage to demonstrate the faithfulness and holiness of their God. The scripture's purpose is that through the Hebrews, God's blessing will be brought to the entire world. Therefore, texts were primarily Hebrew, and as culture and language changed, they were translated into Greek. In the city of Alexandria, 70 scribes were said to have worked on the project for its very famous library. This was completed around 200 BC, and these texts are known as the Septuagint, which is Greek for 70. Jewish scholars decided that some writings should not be included, and these are known as the Apocrypha, which is the Greek word meaning hidden. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.